I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Oops, the podcast here. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Yes. Oh, who's excited? Yes. It's time. Every week we do this. This is our podcast. This is great, dude. Uh, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I didn't sleep much last night, but it was one of those I didn't sleep enough where I was so energetic that I woke up energetic too. Oh, good for you. The old carryover effect. You know about that? I used to get that on, on Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Same, dude. Those are the, uh, yeah, for if sure. I, if I just go to sleep now, I'll wake up and Santa will be here already. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is, that is a day right. when you go to bed with energy. Even if you sleep poorly, you wake up with energy. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I've been sleeping. I've been going to bed quite early. How's that? Last couple nights. It's pretty cool. And I also got a humidifier. Ah. And I crank it all the way up and I wake up with mist on my face. <laughs> you just wake I'm, up damp. Like I'm sleeping in a, a covered hut in the rainforest. <laughs> You're just sleeping in a backyard. And you know what else? My morning alarm is birds chirping. <laughs> but not crows. More like, you know, birds of paradise. <whistles> yes, exactly. So I <laughs> I truly feel like I'm in I'm in a rainforest. <laughs> And all I want next is some local guy, some native dude to bring me a, a cup of mate or something. <laughs> I like that. Have you ever drink. had mate? No. Is it like some, some jungle some drink? kind of tea. It's really weird. It takes some getting used to. I think it's called mate. Yeah. Mate. I they have it in it, South dude. America. It's, it's where it's big. Have you been to South America? I've not. I'd like to. I'd like to go to Patagonia because oh, I like man. their fleeces so I much. I would love to do that too. Mm. That, that's not actually why. That's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of the brand. <laughs> I would like to wear Patagonia in its birthplace. That's a fucking Instagram and a half. And I also know that it that's not where Patagonia comes from. But what I know that's... Where does it come from? Like, Well, I think the brand was named for oh, that that's what region. I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, Because yeah. that region it's is... inspired by. Synonymous with hiking and outdoor activity and stuff. Looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. I would like to go there. Dude, I got drunk and a friend of mine was like who I was like kind of friends with, but not like really close with. She's like, Oh, my parents moved to Brazil. You should come. And I was like, okay. And I just booked a flight to Brazil drunk and then just went. And it was like a, for four days, it was like the most random trip with these really long layovers. So I actually only got to be in Brazil for two nights and spent full days in Colombia and Peru where I left the airport. And I went and stayed with her parents in Brazil. And now we're like better friends because of it. She's like, Oh, you're actually coming. I was like, well, it's non-refundable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i highly recommend doing that dude it's long it's enough time you know um sometimes when you're younger the old impulsive flight purchase when you're drunk has opened up many experiences to me that i would not have had otherwise it's fantastic acting on a whim is is a good thing i would tell people to follow their their nose on that what where'd you end up going one time i went to sweden to stockholm Wonderful city. Have I told you about this? No, I love Stockholm. I met a girl at a nightclub. She was a Swedish girl at a nightclub in, in New York. And uh, th th there's this thing at some nightclubs in New York where they, they need to present their club as if it is constantly stocked full of beautiful young women. <laughs> and so these nightclubs, a lot of them are owned 
there are you know certain three or four nightclubs that like the Tao Group. Have you ever heard of that in New York City? So they own like I think they own like Marquee, the Tao Nightclub, maybe One Oak or or Avenue, whatever. Uh, The Dream. Yeah. So they own they own multiple nightclubs, and what they'll do, they're big corporations, and they will, um, they will rent what are called like model houses, yeah, model apartments, where in New York City. Uh, they'll get an apartment that has like five bedrooms and they'll put two little bunk beds or whatever bunk beds in each room and 10, 22 year old, you know, kind of fake models from Sweden and Norway and wherever else will come and live in New York City for six month stints or real models. Yeah, but the same sure. the same model for both models. But they'll have like they'll have like seven thousand Instagram followers. Right, right. They're right. not booking the cover of magazines and. Yeah, but these are like fashion models. Like they don't need. They're not like thoughts. No, they're not thoughts. Thought farms, dude. They're Imagine not that. They just feed the milk. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> so, they're right. they're like double A baseball <laughs> models. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I've met re- like good real models. So that, then those the might be system. higher caliber. Maybe they have a better Dude, if you're setup. a real model and you're a successful model in New York, you're not living in a bunk okay, bed fine, with fine, nine fine. other women. But the non like top, but you know, when you, you got to start somewhere. Those you know? are accommodations for women that are like making shoelaces in factories in 1930. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Do you know but, what I mean? But like. Spinstresses. <laughs> <laughs> like Pre-industrial they, revolution. Their, their hand, they work, their hands are fast. <laughs> They're really fast. And hard. Yeah. Um, okay, well, whatever. I see. I get what you're saying. And then they make them go to all these appearances, right? They make them go to hang out at clubs they, at night to pay the, their rent. In exchange for free living and room and board, they are forced to go to nightclubs seven nights a week. Yeah. Or maybe crazy. it's six nights a week. And they have to stay until 2.30 in the morning. Crazy. They are required to be at the nightclub until 2.30 in the morning pretending to have a good time crazy, and man. and dude you the crazy part is well they'll get a table for them right so they drink for free they, yeah. but they, they don't and they have a dinner before much. usually too yeah which is ironic you know they'll go to dinner at it. some fucking steak no, but they have it there meet. too what's that club that's on the second floor in meatpacking oh catch yes catch there's yeah, always like go to catch model dinner. dinners right right and then or whatever these places want it to seem like there are always beautiful women there right but you get to know them and none of them are actually having a good time. They're actually pretty miserable. They hate it, which is why it, in in fact, maybe it's not that it's because they're hot that they're rude. It's because they have been enslaved into hanging at clubs by DJs, by enslaved DJs, by DJs. Yes, <laughs> exactly right. Dude. So I met this one girl. I think her name was Matja, like M A T J E. Excuse me. Tickle in my throat. Um, and, uh, we kind of like actually, had a nice time hanging out, bopping around. One of my buddies used to, you know, go to these nightclubs all the time. Co- we probably went on a Tuesday. Right. Do you remember those days? It's just insane. And hammered on Tuesday. Yeah. And so we got to know each other, exchanged info, linked up on WhatsApp. All these, all these foreigners love, love that. It. They love it. And we <laughs> corresponded for whatever, a week or two, nothing, nothing too serious. And she kind of got like deported. Oh, wow. Because her her visa visa ran out out and she didn't have enough modeling work to support a a visa sponsorship. So she went back to Stockholm where now she was a New York nine 
in a Stockholm seven. Right now she's just like a municipal worker. She be, she started working <laughs> at a flower shop. That's crazy. She's selling orchids That's crazy. for like minimum wage. Which is probably how, really high. Though. How humbling is that? That is crazy, man. <laughs> you know, you got to go back to, she's working on a construction site or some shit. Dude, it's crazy. Totally. Yeah. In Norway, same thing. I remember like being in 7-Eleven and the lady at 7-Eleven was just unbelievably yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy. Garbage men are wearing ties and they're, <laughs> you know, they're the, the men too, admittedly, are, are the most attractive people in the world. So They're good looking. So I go, I, I, I tell her, it was like on a Tuesday and uh, I said, hey, um, I kind of want to come to Stockholm. Would you want to hang out? She was like, yeah, <laughs> LOL. Like, yeah, right. You know, as if that'll <laughs> ever happen. And then I looked up on like Facebook to see if there were any comedy shows in Stockholm. And I found a couple. There's one at this pub, this British pub called Big Ben. I've done that. How good is that it's show? It's a great show. It was one of the best shows ever. I did it the beginning of, or last summer. Or last, That's incredible. Yeah, last summer. It's amazing. It's an it's technically an open mic, but like 150 people come yeah. to watch it, and they listen to every word and syllable, and they're the best audiences. Best on the planet. audience ever, and half the comedians performed in Swedish and half performed in English, and the audience had no problem adjusting to, to the two different languages. And then I got another show at this place called Mafia. I don't know that one. It was like a pop up show, but it was pretty good. Dope. And so with two spots, I was like, fuck it. It's a, it's a business trip. <laughs> and I bought my flights on Norwegian Air. I took the red eye over on a Thursday, arrived Friday morning. It was January. Oh, man. The coldest place I've been. Freezing. It was freezing. Crazy. Because it's an archipelago, the city. Right. So the wind just rips oh, off the, the all the, the like canals the sea or and whatever, the, whatever yeah. the fuck that is. Yeah. And there's everything's exposed, but I rented this adorable Airbnb apartment or flat, as they always call it, in the heart of like the nightclub area. Oh, nice. And my goal on Friday, I had this whole game plan, right? I was going to do my spots on Friday and Saturday, but both nights I wanted to go out. But my goal was to make enough friends on the Saturday that I could throw a traditional Swedish pregame. What does that entail? Okay, so summers before, <laughs> a couple summers before, I was in Norway with a bunch of my buddies going through Europe, and we went to we we had a friend who had a sister who was Norwegian and lived in Oslo, gotcha. and we went to her flat for a pregame. And what it entails is that everything is so expensive in Norway and Sweden, right? That alcohol is crazy. People expensive. won't go to a bar to pregame. They'll just go. They do it at their house. Buy gro yeah. at the grocery store. They'll buy a couple bottles of vodka. And some like Snapple juice, peach flavored juice, and just crush vodka and Snapple and then go out to the nightclub right. or whatever. Sounds like what every 23 year old girl who just graduated from the University of Wisconsin is doing in New York. Right, right. <laughs> We're having a PG. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> but except those are usually like Coke parties. In right. New they, York. Yeah. There's definitely people doing Coke in the, in the like a, the, the fake two bedroom. Yeah, in Murray Hill. So you can just fully hear. <laughs> yeah, sliding door. You yeah. know, <laughs> it doesn't the, this, the the partition doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. <laughs> so if you bang someone while your buddy's playing video games in the living room, he just hears every noise. <laughs> don't don't go in that closet. That's Gabe's room. <laughs> 
That's so dude, funny, dude. So, um, <laughs> so, so I had this dream, and and the one of the things that I loved so much about the the pregame I'd seen was that everyone takes their shoes off before they come into the apartment. Like that. They are they're crazy about it. It's a completely strict rule because one of my friends walked in, sat down on the couch, had his shoes on and everyone was uncomfortable. And finally the host came over and was like, listen, you don't uh, wear your shoes when you're in our apartment here. You take off at the door. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So from that point forward, and we found out that that was a, a, a serious custom, right? You remove your shoes. So my idea was to have a shoeless pregame at my Airbnb flat with a bunch of people. Now, keep this in mind, a great idea. I didn't know anybody except this one girl who I vaguely had met at a nightclub once. I think we kissed at the this end of the This is not Matia? No, Matia was this there. This is Matia, okay. But she, couldn't, she wasn't getting off flower duty until <laughs> like 7 p.m. <laughs> gotcha. Long work days. Gotcha, so gotcha. she couldn't, you know, she had her hands full of rose thorns and couldn't meet up. But <laughs> on the Friday, I went to a food court in a mall. Now, that sounds like it's full of Panda Expresses, and it's not. It was a posh really nice gorgeous like salad bars great food really nice food court in a gorgeous mall and i sat down at a table connected to the wi-fi at 10 in the morning and ordered lattes throughout the day the coffee was so good and just kind of people watched and wrote and this was the pre precursor to my blogging days i was writing about my experiences and i would just email back what i had written to a group email chat of my friends and nice. they loved this and I met a whole bunch of like of the wait staff for these various restaurants that were kind of walking around bringing drinks to people and made enough friends that I told everyone I met to come to my pregame that night. I was like, I'm having a pregame, come to my pregame. Dude, no joke. 40 people showed up that <laughs> night and not, it was like gr a group of six great, who didn't know another group of six who didn't right. know the next group of four and everyone's coming in. Everyone's taking their shoes off. <laughs> I, it was the best. They were playing Swedish house mafia on the smart TV. <laughs> everyone's trying to take over the DJing. We're having a great time. And we're so, we're so, I'm so excited. Finally, Matia shows up and she's like, wow, you're the most social guy I've ever met. <laughs> and I'm like, I love making friends. And um, we, I'm so amped up and riding this wave that we went to a nightclub and she was like, I'll be able to get us in, yada, yada. And there's 39 other people behind us being like, we're never going to get in. And I'm like, don't worry about it. And Matia's like, all right, uh, they will let us in. Do you want a table? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, just give him your credit card. And I was like, no problem. And I hand the guy my credit card, dude, five G's. Uh, End of the night. Uh, we were buying. Those countries are so expensive. We were buying the, um, it was the, the rosé champagne. And you know what? Uh, it was boy. completely worth it. Definitely. Some of the best money I've ever spent. I just you fed, I was pouring champagne down the throats of all these people that I thought were my friends that never spoke to me again. <laughs> it was, it was so great. And then later that night we went to McDonald's and ordered 20 piece chicken McNuggets. And then I went home with Matia and we had sex. You made love to Matia. Yeah. And right. meanwhile, NFL playoff games were happening. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. It was January playoff games were happening. 
and I placed a bunch of bets and won all of them. Oh, that's great. I went like five for five. Oh, that's great. Thanks to Cam Newton. I remember like pulled oh, me fantastic. through this crazy parlay. So so all this stuff, and I found out at like seven in the morning because it was, you know, the games ended at whatever, like Six 11 p.m. or something, the 8 p.m. game. So I, I remember I just, it was like it, the best weekend ever. That's fantastic. And I crushed my sets. So it's great. Yeah, very good. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. That pregame sounded even more and more like the Murray Hill scenario once you talk, we're talking about Swedish house mafia. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, literally, yeah. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. <laughs> I want to know your name. Yeah, yeah. And dude, we, we would pull down like a fucking full length mirror to do cocaine. It wasn't some Beauty and the Beast handheld number. It was like, take that thing off the closet door, put it on the ping pong table, and let's just parse out. That's great, dude. Yeah. Dude, isn't it funny? Like, Scandinavian people are so hot, but then the kicker is their like goofy accent. You're like, oh hey, I'm Franz, and they're like, hello, Francis. <laughs> like what? What the fuck is that? Like, why are you talking like that? Yeah, it's not sexy, dude. It's I remember I was I was with my friend Zach when I was in Norway, and we were joking because there was this there was a magazine about dogs called Hund. <laughs> it was just a picture of a dog, Hund. <laughs> we met some we met some friends we made some friends at the comedy club we're joking about how fucking stupid that sounds and then they're like they're like you, you want to know how to say puppy and i was like yeah and they're like it's valp so this girl told me it was valp so then uh she told me how to say like i have a puppy it was like something like da 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 valp right yeah so then we were going into a, a nightclub and there were these gigantic bouncers and we're about to go in and she goes Tell him what you learned. And I go, oh, shouldn't I Valp? And the guy just goes, aw. <laughs> <laughs> and open the gate to me and let me in. I was like, where the fuck am I, dude? <laughs> it was so crazy, dude. <laughs> Valp. Valp. Yeah, and what does the Valp say? <laughs> woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> woof. <laughs> The valve goes woof. Yeah, it's adorable. Uh, yeah. So goofy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So goofy, man. Fucking Scandinavians, dude. <laughs> oh That's man. Good. That's good stuff. Well, we dude. tried to we tried to see if Daniel Simonson wanted to come on the on the pod. He's a fantastic comedian, but he he said he wants to save his thoughts for for the stage. <laughs> I can't He's come a, on the podcast. Yeah. He's a Puritan. I understand. I respect that. I love that guy. He's yeah. a good guy. Very funny. Um, um. So wow, that's great, dude. Scandinavia. Yeah. I uh, dude, I worked out this morning. You oh, know, not to brag, you. not I'm to impressed. brag. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I hate in a fucking workout class. I know where you're going. Really? 
I, I'm, all right, we'll see. But what I'm thinking is when there's a person in the class who needs help. Not, or not, not where I thought you were going. <laughs> anyway, the instructor goes over and starts helping them. And then I can tell that they have stopped counting. Oh. Because they're like, all right, we're going to be here for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they go start helping the person. Yeah. And then they stop counting. Yeah. And I can tell that they're not counting. I'm like, this fucking sucks. And then they're like, okay, 12. I'm like, you, we've been doing this 15 fucking seconds. Yeah. And just because that moron over there was drowning in their own shit. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't mean that the rest of us have to not have to sink with them. It's so frustrating. Yeah. One of the most. Frustrating. That's frustrating. You know what else I don't like? What? When I get partnered with the pregnant woman. <laughs> Who's trying to prove a point? Oh my god! You're like, lady, you're eight months pregnant. You should be home enjoying the fact that you and your babe you're eating meals for two right now. Yeah, and yet you're here stair stepping, wearing a weight vest around your <laughs> belly. That's ten Literally. pounds. And and not only that, they oh my god, they're the most encouraging person. <laughs> they are always the person who, after every exercise, wants to high-five you. Oh, God. And you're like, don't fucking high-five me. I'm not proud of me. Oh, I'm just God. getting through this. That's bad. I've been, I've been partnered with the pregnant lady before. I've had a couple different pregnant ladies, actually. One, one in a Barry's class, one in a fitting room I like. There's so much shitty things about, first of all, like you have to, you know, when you're doing like crunches with a medicine ball, like when you throw the medicine ball at her, you need to make sure you're not throwing it yeah. at her stomach. Like you yeah. have to be careful. And also like her being encouraging, is she like, we can do this because there's three of you. Yes. It's two on one. <laughs> right. Let's go. We can do this. Shut the fuck up, lady. Go home. Aren't you like supposed to be taking time off? <laughs> yeah. And not that, not that there's, I, look, I, I totally support women who are pregnant. <laughs> I guess you know if you want to exercise and be healthy, that's great. Whatever, but you know you don't need to be leading the charge. They're always they're ugh, leading the charge. Yeah. Dude. But what, what? What? The other thing I was going to say though is in the exercise class. Yeah, th- there's. I don't like high fiving people after. I each hate thing. it too. I, we're not in this together. We are too. each doing this we each paid 35 dollars. we're not on a team okay i want you to focus on yourself get through your own shit but i'm not proud of you and you asking me for a high five is you know i don't i don't want to touch you yeah it's cringe dude or like when people cheer in in like a spinning class like woo let's go yeah shut up dude and the instructors will tell you to high five your partner or the people around you in your group the other thing is, if you have to group up in a group of four, people start introducing themselves. And you're like, we're only going to be doing this for five minutes. We don't need to know each other's fucking names. Oh, God. Let's just remain in anonymity here. I, 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 you know, I've played enough team sports. If you miss that part of your life, go join a, 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 a co-ed league. Yeah. A no, dog totally. sports league. Totally. If you need camaraderie. Yeah. This is about sweating. Dude, spinning is so cringe. Like the first five minutes of the class, I'm just laughing. Because it's just like filled with older women who are all bouncing at the same time. Dude, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes. And it's so, I just literally start laughing. I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm mm-hmm. such a loser. And I couldn't just bike outside. Yeah. Which you choose to do. I do. I, I do choose to do. Uh, oh, City Bike just brought back their electric bikes that they accelerate them for you. Oh, my God. What? Why, dude? You touch the pedal even a, a tiny bit and you just. Can you turn that feature off? Well, there, there are some bikes that have it and some that don't. Is and there you, a way to tell? 
Yeah, they have the they have like a motor on them. You can see gotcha. it. So you you can opt for it, and they're much more fun. But you do get charged a slight upcharge. Mm, it's like ten cents a a mile or something. Interesting. So I fucked up this week. I pranked my friend. And he did not think it was funny. And I thought this was a home run, hilarious prank. My <laughs> friend and I, who who chose to do it, were laughing our ass off for months about this. So on the back of his car, we put a bumper sticker that said, warning, driver may be jerking off. And we put it on the car. It was there for like two weeks, and he didn't even notice. And the best part about this is in the interim, he lives in the city, so he doesn't drive his car. I borrowed his car twice. So I was the one driving around... <laughs> With the bumper sticker on the car. Anyway, he finally finds out and he like in in a fit of rage just tries to rip it off the bumper and fucked up the paint on his car. And Ooh. he flipped his shit at me, dude. Wow. It's like the most angry he's ever gotten at me. I felt so terrible. But like now let me ask you a question. Should it be common knowledge to just Google it and be like how to remove bumper sticker? Well, or I shouldn't have done it to begin with. I'm realizing. No, I, I look. That is a totally harmless prank. Right. Thank you. And him flipping out and then trying to rip the sticker off, as opposed to trying to peel it and get it started, speaks to his inability to take a joke. That's a poor reaction. That's not on you. Ricky told me he's like, dude, he's not going to think this is funny. Ricky's friends with him too. And I was like, how? This is so funny, dude. And he's like, I know. It's like we were dying. But he's like, dude, he's not going to think it's funny. And he really was mad. And I had to take the car in for him. And like, and get it painted? Well, he, he had other things he had to do to it. And I think he realized that we weren't trying to fuck his car up, you know? He, and so no. he, he kind of like stepped his tone back. I brought the car in for him as, you know, a sign of good faith. Hopefully it won't be dude. There, there are pranks that are happening right now. Like the TikTok skull breaker challenge. What's that? It's this thing where kids are in a group of three standing in a line. They tell their friend in the middle, we're all going to jump on three. Right. And for the picture or whatever. And then the guy's like, Oh, okay, hold on. And then the people on the outside are like, all right, we're going to show you how to do it. And they jump first, right? They jump up. And then they're, and the guy in the middle is like, oh, okay, I got it. And then they're like, all right, one, two, three. And then the guy in the middle jumps. And then the people on the outside don't jump. And they kick his legs oh out. Oh, my God. And he falls backwards. And people are getting concussed. People are cracking their skulls. And it's the most vicious shit I've ever seen. That is horrible. And that... Compared to putting a funny bumper sticker on someone's car, yours is fine, theirs is not. <laughs> Let's keep perspective here. Yeah, no, 100%. Thank you. I appreciate it. Dude, this is making me think of one of the best pranks I ever pulled in high school. A friend of mine, this kid, Chris Bull. He's a great kid, Chris Bull. Uh, he asked me to proofread his essay. <laughs> Chris Bull. <laughs> Chris Bull. Doesn't sound like a real person Chris at all. Chris Bull. I swear to God, it's his name. He's Korean, too. He was, I think he's adopted. Um, Chris Bull. Okay. Anyway, so Chris Bull, uh, he had his essay. So he's like, can you proofread it? I was like, sure. So this is when you wrote your essays in the blue books. Oh yeah. So, um, I'm reading through it and <laughs> just as a joke, I added a sentence at the end cause I knew he wasn't going to reread it. And it said, 
And we'll just call her Mrs. Johnson. But I wrote, Mrs. Johnson has nice tits. Oh. <laughs> Closed it. Great essay, man. He handed it in. A week later, he sits at the table. He's laughing. He's like, dude, who the fuck wrote this? It's just circled in red. <laughs> Talk to me after class. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I just me. love that it's probably a fucking report on, like, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> and the last sentence before that was, like, in summation, <laughs> Scout learned the lessons of adolescence through her proximity to racism, the teachings of her father, and the wonderful tutelage of Boo Radley. Mrs. Johnson has nice tits. <laughs> oh, God. Chris Bull. Sorry, dude. That was just too fucking good. I loved that Did one. you get in trouble? No, because I didn't, I didn't say shit, dude. I didn't fess up to that. I just laughed. Yeah, but why, like, oh. how did Chris Bull get out of being in trouble for that? It was likely, he was probably like, I didn't write that. Yeah, so he didn't write it, and then the teacher's like, well, who did? It was probably long enough before that he forgot about, like, me reading it. Maybe someone else read it, too. See, that's the kind of thing I did get in big trouble for. For doing shit That got called home to my parents. Oh, wow. Did you get in trouble a lot when you were growing up? Mm, I would get bad comments because I talked too much in class, but that was pretty much it. I got in trouble a lot even though I was a, a very good student, but I got in trouble a lot and it would kill me. I got in trouble. Like, I, it's not like I was looking for trouble. I wasn't some rabble rousing, ne'er-do-well, you know, fringe kid that everyone thought was going to drop out. Right. I just couldn't keep my shit together. One time uh, we were playing capture the flag in gym class and I was in the safety zone and Maddie McQuinn said that <laughs> uh, I was too much of a coward to come out and challenge for the flag. And I told her that the only way she could get me to come out of the safety zone was if she pulled me out by my penis. Oh, God. And then she and Hillary Hall immediately marched to Mrs. Green, who was the referee, and told her what had happened. And I had to go to Kathy Remmel's office, the principal, right? And I didn't even know <laughs> what I was in there for. I was like, what happened? What is happening right now? And I'm not kidding you, in marched five girls. And they were like friends of mine. They were girlfriends of mine. So in marched these five girls, and they all sit around the table. And I remember as they're filing in, I went, ah, oh, what the hell is this? What is this? And Kathy Rimmel goes, Francis, quiet. <laughs> And then she went around the table and asked every one of the girls how it made them feel when I told Maddie McQuinn she'd have to pull me out by my penis. Which, what does that even mean? An <laughs> elephant walk? Like, give me a break, right? And all the girls were like, you know, and they couldn't look at me because they were such fucking hoes. And they were like, well, you I didn't learn your lesson. I personally, yeah, I learned these hoes ain't loyal. I learned, so one of them was like, well, I, I, I honestly felt kind of hurt when Francis, when I learned that Francis said that, because Fran, I like you so much. I'm like, bitch, we were over. Um, <laughs> the only person who deserved to be in there was Maddie McQuinn at most. And even then it's like, all right, we'll grow up a little bit. Right. But to have brought in four proxies to fucking back her up, I ended up getting 
community service hours what? from the principal. <laughs> And that entailed my parents had to come in and she meet even with allowed us. to assign those to you. Dude, but <laughs> so within it wasn't like I had to go to the soup kitchen. I had to go to our library on campus uh, and dust bookshelves. So I had to eat it. I, I missed three, you know, like open periods. Gotcha. To go do that. Okay. That was like one of many, you know, in fifth grade, I stole uh, Charlie Faxon's Charizard hologram. <laughs> out of his backpack and then everyone freaked out and then i went down to the bathroom down the hall and then pretended that i'd found it in the trash can and i was like i got it guys and everyone was like oh, i can't believe someone tried to ditch it wow and then my teacher bob only was like come on francis i find it a little suspicious everyone's looking for the card somehow you miraculously produce it from a trash can in the boys bathroom which we all know is typically full filled with tissues and I was like, I don't know what to say. It was sparkly. That's why I saw it. And uh, ended up having to get called home for parents for that. One time I got into a fist fight with Nelson Bruns. We were, in, uh, there was, we were vying for the title of strongest boy in class because Glennie Hill had a thermos that she couldn't open and was like, can anyone open this for me? And everyone was like, tell Francis to do it. He's the strongest kid. And Nelson was like, I can do it. And Nelson opened it. And everyone was like, well, maybe Nelson's the strongest kid. And I was like, I'll fucking tell you who's the strongest kid. <laughs> it's me. And we started this fight in, in, in recess. <laughs> these were the things, man. These were, the, these were moments where they, they always came home to my parents. And, you know, it would, it would crush me. Did you confess to the Charizard thing? Yeah, ultimately I had to. Should have thought of a better, uh, better way out of that. Deny, 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 dude. But I mean, you don't know that as a kid, especially exactly. if you have nice parents. I couldn't spin webs of lies when I was right. a child as well as I can now. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a true skill that you have to learn. You you think of you start to think you watch enough you know legal shows, prosecutorial right. shows that you learning. start to understand how to defend yourself better. I wish fifth grade me could lie the way that I can now because I would have gotten out of a lot more trouble. Uh, by the way, last thought I have sniffles are the new MAGA hat. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. You see that curb episode? No. Is that, Oh, that was where Larry starts wearing a MAGA hat. So that when he goes to like restaurants, people won't sit next to him oh, that's great. to get space from people and not have to talk to people. That's really funny. Right. And blowing your nose or coughing, people get away from you right now. That's really, you don't even have to actually do it. Just take out a tissue. Everyone moves away. I was in a packed coffee shop yesterday and my laptop out. People kept coming into tables around me, dude. I started coughing a little bit like for real. And people, people like, got up and left. That's fucked up. It was awesome. Dude, that just made me think that could be another great prank. Just you get a fake bat. You're just eating a bat on the subway platform. <laughs> 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 Is Ozzy Osbourne patient zero, by the way? <laughs> like, how yeah, many knows literally. nobody's put that together? Literally, he's immune. <clears throat> well, guys, this has been Oops the Podcast. Gee, where can we find you? Well, April 28th, I'm uh, taping for Netflix at the Netflix Comedy Unbelievable. Festival. Unbelievable. Los Angeles. Thank you. This guy, Netflix man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be at the Avalon. Uh, part of the Netflix is a joke comedy festival. Um, so if you're out there and you can get tickets, come through. Be that is so sick, dude. Thanks, Fucking man. congrats, man. Thank you. Um, I will be at uh, 
Well, you can see a bunch of my dates coming up um, on my on my Instagram and on my website at uh, FrancisEllis.com. Uh, New Mexico, uh, fuck, Wise Guys, Salt Lake City, and Hartford, Connecticut, and some other spots. So come check those out. And uh, as always, follow Oops the Podcast on Instagram. Send us your mistakes. And we appreciate you guys very much. Talk to you soon.